Welcome to Pharmacy View Podcast, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key people within Australian pharmacy and the associated global industry. In this stream of podcast episodes titled Rx to Riches, we delve into the evolving global pharmacy landscape, exploring the challenges and opportunities, and examining the current state of retail pharmacy across the globe. With each guest, we discuss the hurdles they face and the potential growth areas that may shape a brighter future for your pharmacy or industry-related business. I'm your host, Michael Alexander, pharmacist, digital health enthusiast, and co-founder of Ottery, an AI-powered communication intelligence platform serving the healthcare industry across the globe. My guest today is proudly brought to you by Shopfront Solutions. For all your shelf and digital marketing needs, part of the Arion Technologies Group. It just clicked with me one day that, of course, a podcast is a perfect opportunity for you to educate students while they're traveling to and from university. You can inspire them and motivate them and help them to understand what pharmacy genuinely has to offer, but also help them to identify what they're passionate about during their university degree? What modules do they like? What are they interested in? Where have they done really well? Is it the lab work? Is it the consultation skills? Is it the research? Is it communication or educating patients? Is it leadership? Is it business? Is it IT? I mean, the list is endless in terms of the variety of things that you have to learn as a pharmacy student, but where do they see themselves? Start visualizing yourself as a pharmacist. Welcome to the Rx to Riches podcast. My guest today is London-based pharmacist, Anisha Patel. A lot of times we just think of pharmacy as kind of two lanes, right? You do community pharmacy or you do hospital pharmacy. We forget there's a lot of diverse uses, I, I suppose, for our skill set, like Formula One pharmacists. I'm sure a lot of people would put their hands up and say, hey, I'd love to be a Formula One pharmacist. That sounds awesome. So which kind of brings me to the next chapter of your life. You know, it's 2018 now. You've been in Abu Dhabi for a few years. Um, you're ready to go back home. Um, so tell me a little bit about going back home and then starting your Pharmacist Diaries podcast. You know, what inspired you? to jump into podcasting and hear the stories of other pharmacists. During this time, stepping into the podcast space, um, I was teaching pharmacy students and I identified quite quickly during the first few months of teaching the first year pharmacy students that they weren't quite aware of all the opportunities that are available to them once they qualify. And here in the UK, you step into pharmacy school straight from high school. So you're 18 years old, very unlike the US or other countries, you don't have to do an undergraduate degree prior to applying for pharmacy. So you're 16, 17 years old, making decisions about your professional career very early on in your life. And a lot of these students were stepping into pharmacy without truly understanding what type of roles they have access to. Their perception of a pharmacist was mainly community. If you had really good kind of uh, clinical experience and you were really good at the clinical side of pharmacy, you could step into a hospital role. And then if you were very kind of smart and academic and you enjoyed research and lab work, you would potentially go into industry. But here, it is quite challenging to find roles within the industry, especially from the early stages of your pharmacy career. Um, 
And students find that a little bit overwhelming, that they find it's a little bit too challenging to get into. So they end up going down either the retail or community pharmacy scope of practice or the hospital scope of practice. But as we know, pharmacy has so much more to offer when it comes to the diversity of careers. Um, and I also wanted to find a platform that supported my students to learn, feel inspired, be educated and understand the variety of jobs that are available to them as pharmacists once they graduate. And I wanted them to understand the fact that you can also transition from one role to another. And like myself, with quite a nice little portfolio career, who's someone who's worked in community, someone who's worked in hospital, I've done education and training, I've managed to do some leadership, I've found some really unique opportunities working abroad, that I'm in a good position to inspire and role model to young people that you can be whoever you want to be and you can work in whatever job that you want to pursue as long as you're passionate and you work really hard and understand what skills are required for each position and you can work towards getting those goals. And a podcast came to mind immediately. I listened to so many podcasts personally or audiobooks because when I lived in the UAE, I had to travel a lot for um, my role because we had a long commute. So I used to listen to a lot of podcasters back then. And a lot of my students in London are also traveling a lot to and from university. And I just it just clicked with me one day that, of course, a podcast is a perfect opportunity for you to educate students while they're traveling to and from university. You can inspire them and motivate them and help them to understand what pharmacy genuinely has to offer, but also help them to identify what they're passionate about during their university degree? What modules do they like? What are they interested in? Where have they done really well? Is it the lab work? Is it the consultation skills? Is it the research? Is it communication or educating patients? Is it leadership? Is it business? Is it IT? I mean, the list is endless in terms of the variety of things that you have to learn as a pharmacy student, but where do they see themselves? Start visualizing yourself as a pharmacist. And when you listen to podcasts, and you've got this voice coming in your earbuds, you truly tune into it. And when you're on a train or you're in a car, you don't really have that much other distraction, do you? Um, so you have this ability to tune into the story. And that's also what I, what I wanted to provide in terms of the podcast is not just factual information. I wanted people to know that pharmacists are also humans. They also have lives outside of pharmacy. They also have passions. They might have kids, you know, families. They might be supporting older parents. They may have yeah, a lot of things going on. And I wanted to share that journey and that story. And that's why I decided to create this interview style podcast where I, yeah, showcase the story of a pharmacist. And you can see from an insider's perspective, what they can do, why they're doing it, and how you can also do the same thing. Well, I think it's fair to say that you've probably chatted to over 100 different pharmacists so far in your podcasting career. I'm curious, what have you learned about the profession that surprised you? 
Ooh, what a good question. I personally have, I've learned so much. I mean, talking, having, I mean, that's hundreds of hours of conversation with so many pharmacists from all over the world. It's not just in the UK. I've tried to reach out to pharmacists from lots of different countries because I'm also very curious about what people are doing in other countries and how pharmacy is developing in, in other countries. Um, but what I have, what I think has surprised me is how determined we are as individuals and how much hard work and dedication that we put into our jobs in order to support patients. And even if you're not in a patient-specific role, usually whatever you're doing will end up impacting a patient in some way, shape or form most of the time. And it has genuinely surprised me how much pharmacists get involved with so many things and how willing they are to be self-educated and continually learn and develop. And when you look at patient, like pharmacists' careers, they don't just stay in one sector. They are motivated and excited about different job opportunities and constantly developing themselves. So the people that I have interviewed have been so inspiring in my personal journey. There's so many things that I've now decided to get involved with that I probably wouldn't have thought about if I wasn't on this podcast journey. And that's been really exciting. And the amount of connections I've made has been incredible. There hasn't been a pharmacist who I've contacted who said no to coming onto the podcast. I think that we're all really genuinely happy to share our story and our journey with other people and, and knowing that you're going to help and support other people to grow or maybe you might inspire someone to make a change within their career or you might inspire someone to step outside their comfort zone and do something different um it has surprised me how kind people are in helping me to grow as a, a as a podcaster as well and showcase their journey to support my podcast to develop and inspire students or young pharmacists So I think we can agree, and and maybe you don't, so please tell me if you don't, that the role of pharmacists need to evolve. And you've spoken to many, many of them and have a great sense of the profession as it stands now versus where we need to get to in the future. So how do you see the responsibilities of pharmacists changing in the coming years? Or what, what would you like to see in the profession as we evolve? At the moment, I'm working at a university and uh, pharmacy students come out of university as a standard pharmacist, whether they're going down a clinical route, a community route, hospital, industry, there's obviously so many options. But what we are trying to transition towards is having students still go through a four-year course but instead of coming out as pharmacists, they will actually come out of university as prescribers. And this is something that's happening within the UK. So by 2026, every student who graduates from a university here in the UK will come out of pharmacy school being able to put pen to paper or sign an electronic prescription for, a, for any drug, actually. However, obviously, they're not going to probably 
prescribe anything, they will have a scope of practice or particular disease group or condition that they will genuinely prescribe for. But from a legal point of view and from a licensing point of view, they will be able to prescribe any drug that's available um, once they qualify as a pharmacist. So for me, I'm excited about it. I'm slightly nervous about it because it seems that 2026 is around the corner. And as a university lecturer, we are now in a position where we're trying to continue what we're doing as educators, but also transitioning what the curriculum looks like for these students to suddenly learn about the legal aspects of becoming a prescriber. When you become a prescriber, that responsibility is very, very different to what a pharmacist does. And we are also trying to transition our students to have more clinical experience during the undergraduate degree. So we're immersing them in simulation labs within the hospital environment, but we're also putting them into hospital uh, roles, community pharmacy roles, and then in primary care roles in GP practices where they sit and shadow pharmacists who are currently prescribing, but they also, as they go through the degree, they will start conducting consultations as a prescriber. They will have to physically touch and assess patients, use a stethoscope, which is totally out of our comfort zone, learning how to palpate and, you know, percuss, like all things that we kind of have really shied away from as pharmacists um, up until sort of the last maybe decade or so. And for our students, that is a massive change in terms of what pharmacy has to offer. You're having to order blood results and identify what tests do you need to do to maybe diagnose or assess someone's condition before you make that decision to prescribe or what blood results come back where you would make a decision on what type of dose you would give or what drug choice that you have or what interactions are going to come. Um, and that's very different to a doctor currently prescribing a medication and you are the safety net screening that clinically and ensuring safety from the patient point of view. And suddenly you're transitioning your mindset to actually writing that prescription. So at the moment, I'm really excited about this change, but I am also a little bit nervous that it's coming very soon and we need to be ready. So this year, um, as a university lecturer, we have so many more placements available for students where we are liaising with more hospitals, more GP practices, more community pharmacies, where there are active prescribers in place. And the students have the opportunity to then immerse themselves in those clinical environments and start seeing what and experiencing what pharmacists are doing so that they are geared up and ready for what pharmacy has to offer in the future. You know, it seems to me that you're very passionate about pharmacy. And frankly, you know, you go to your day job, you're lecturing pharmacy students, and you go home and talk to more pharmacists on your podcast. So it's it's pharmacy 24-7. So my question to you is, how do you remain passionate about the industry? Because we know that sometimes pharmacy, frankly, can be a little bit of a slog, um, you know, especially if you're in community settings. So how do you maintain that passion and what advice would you have for others to maintain that enthusiasm for our industry? It's, it's not a hard question for me because... I genuinely love talking to people. 
I, and I know that that's something that I'm really passionate about. I'm very curious about what other people do. And I get really excited to see people flourishing and thriving in their own roles. And I'm really excited to see what opportunities people have and why they've done what they've done and how people are following their own passions and their own journeys within pharmacy. Every single pharmacist I talk to is not super happy or excited to go to work every day because we do face challenges. We do face ups and downs. We do have issues at home such as sleep deprivation when you've got a baby. That's what I'm facing. It doesn't keep me motivated every day, but once I'm up and running, I'm, I'm all good. Um, I think if I'm to give advice to people and not specific to being passionate about pharmacy is the advice I would give is find the passion that you like, find what it is that lights you up, find what it is that you're happy to do something that you're happy to do every day. So for me, when it comes to curiosity and communication and networking and talking to people, that lights me up, whoever it is, in pharmacy or not in pharmacy, I know it's part of my personality. And the reason why it is, is because my parents have put me out of my comfort zone, moving countries and having to immerse myself into new environments from a, from a young age. My dad's originally from Kenya, my mom's from Uganda, so I've spent a lot of time traveling to Africa. Even as a child, my dad at seven years old, six years old, he would put me on a flight every summer on my own and, and with my brother who was only you know, three years older than me. And we would go on a flight and meet our grandparents on the other end. So we've always kind of adapted to new environments. We've always been, my, my dad's very friendly in nature. He's a Rotarian. He's always doing kind of business connections and meeting people. Um, when we moved countries, he spent so much time making friends within the community. And I've been surrounded by that my whole life. And my grandpa is exactly the same. My grandma's the same. So being immersed in that environment from my childhood, has it's kind of part of my personality to enjoy connecting with people. But also I do love it to the point where now I'm utilizing it in my role, right? I'm a podcaster who interviews people. So for me, I get home from work. Yep, I got to deal with my kids. I got to feed them. I got to feed myself. I've got to bathe them. I've got to put them to bed. I've got to make sure their reading's done, their homework's done. All of those jobs need to be done when I get home through the door. And then if I jump on a podcast like I am now, I'm genuinely happy having a conversation with you, Michael. It doesn't feel like work. And when I know something doesn't feel like work, I know I love it. So would that be really then the advice you give someone who is looking to have that sort of interesting, varied career that you created for yourself in pharmacy? So hopefully we have interns, we have pharmacy students and young career pharmacists listening to this podcast and thinking, wow, you know, Anisha's journey sounds so interesting, so vibrant. I really want a career like that. You know, so is it about in your mind, you know, following your passions, whatever they are, adaptability is another thing that you kind of spoke about, you know, is there anything else um, that you tell your students when they ask you about, you know, how do I create this really interesting, amazing career in the pharmacy space? 
I think there are two sides to that in terms of an answer, because I think a lot of the things in the early stages of my career have fallen into my lap by chance. So the role that I found in Abu Dhabi, I have to be honest with myself, it came to me by chance. It wasn't something that I applied for. Um, it was an agency that found me and my my resume or my CV, and they came to me with an opportunity stating that, hey, we've looked at your resume and your skills suit the job description. Is this something they're interested in? And at that time, I really needed an opportunity, and it sounded super exciting. Um, I didn't know anything about the Formula One contract at that time because they hadn't been awarded the contract in that moment. So for me, it was a standard pharmacy role and not in community and not in hospital, but in emergency services. So that was something new for me. So I was excited to try something different and go out my comfort zone. Moving countries alone is something exciting and new and scary. But for me, it's like an adventure. So when it comes to advising other people, of course, follow your passions and follow, follow what you're interested in, but also try new things. Because you may find that you are good at something that you don't expect. And when you go out of your comfort zone and you face your fears head on, you'd be surprised what you learn about yourself. I didn't know that I was going to go down the education and training pathway. And I definitely didn't know that I would follow a pediatric route. And some of these things are curiosity. I found an opportunity where, like my my friend was going on a maternity leave contract and I wanted to help her. And I said, actually, you know what? I did a rotation in pediatrics several years ago, but hey, spend some time with me. Help me to learn before you go on your maternity leave. And I'm happy to support your your role while you're away and keep it afloat. And that that's my genuine curiosity in the clinical space, but also my joy to help other people. So Part of the advice is not just about following your passions, but trying new things or doing a gap analysis and identifying, hey, I'm not very good at this skill. I don't have much experience in this skill. Where can I find opportunities to hone in on it and improve on it? As a podcaster, I came into this space quite afraid about my communication skills and being able to interview people being able to have conversation with people that others would want to listen to. But I said, you know what, at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy the conversation and that curiosity of finding out more about people. Let's see if people like it. And if they don't, I'm still going to gain so much benefit from making so many new friends along the way. So I stepped out of my comfort zone. I, I was doing audio initially and I had to really hone in on stepping out my comfort zone to go onto video. And I still find it hard. I'm not super confident in front of the camera, but I'm getting used to it. And it's taking me a long journey to kind of get to that place where I feel confident. But I kind of enjoy the progress, if that makes sense. And I think I try not to look at what like look too far into the future as to what I want to be doing or how I want to be perceived or what the podcast should look like and enjoy the present moment and enjoy this conversation like I am with you now where yes you're learning lots about me but you know enjoy the conversation of us getting to know each other rather than 
focusing too far into the future and what I'm not good at or what I'm afraid of or what people will think of me if I say something or do something or the way that I behave. I just enjoy what I'm doing. And I think that is also a really important piece of advice for younger people. Well, actually, funny enough, I might force you to look a little bit in the future. And let's say we're, it's 2028, we're doing this podcast again. What has the last five years of your career look like? I do have an answer for that. Uh, <laughs> um, I have thought about this because I'm now a parent of two very young children. I have been sleep deprived for two years. During my pregnancy, I suffered from really bad insomnia and I got gestational diabetes and was on insulin. So my pregnancy was a really tough journey for me. And when I say I had insomnia, I slept one to two hours every single day of that entire 10 months. And it was the hardest kind of 10 months that I had experienced in a long time because sleep deprivation can what feels like it's going to kill you. Having to go to work, commuting three hours a day, doing two jobs full time. It was so challenging to stay motivated and still keep up with this podcast alongside it. Then obviously a newborn comes into my life and you are very sleep deprived um, when it comes to yeah having a baby. And, and, and that's been a, a, a really hard journey for me. And it's helped me to realize that with a family, I have to make some really serious decisions about my career and my lifestyle and aligning my family life and my values with my job and understanding the importance that family comes first. I know that I truly value it. But when I look at what I'm doing in order to achieve all of my goals and thrive in my career, at this point in time, I genuinely feel that I'm putting my health and well-being at risk because I'm trying to achieve too much. And that's come to light over the last six months or so. So I came back to work six months early from maternity leave Um for a variety of reasons, but the main one being that the economy has been really challenging. Um, financially, we kind of needed the money and it was really hard to survive off the UK maternity leave pay. Um, my husband also um, sort of lost his job in September. And so we were in a position where financially we thought, wow, like this is going to be a little bit tough. Maybe I need to make that decision to come back to work early. And actually, I was really excited about it. And I wanted to come back to work and I was, yeah, really happy to do it. However, the last seven months has also been really hard to juggle. And a lot of my feelings and my values about home life have come to light. And this has helped me to understand that I need to make some major changes to what my career looks like. And I haven't really announced on social media, and I'm happy to share with you that I've actually resigned from my current position. So... Uh, I finished in three weeks time um, and I am going on an explorative journey and pharmacy is going to change for me significantly. One thing I'm really excited about 
is that I've spent three plus years on this podcast and it's done really, really well. And I think there is value in putting in more time and energy and effort to build what felt like a passion project and what is a passion project into a business. So from being a pharmacist, I'm slowly transitioning into being an entrepreneur. So I want to step out of the traditional nine to five role because it doesn't necessarily suit my home life. I still want to continue my life as an entrepreneur and a podcaster, but I also, of course, want to still work as a pharmacist, but instead of working in a full-time position, I am going to work part-time in education and training. So the uh, university is still going to employ me, but instead of on a permanent position, I will get paid per hour. So I will be teaching and I'll continue my role with the university because I don't want to give that up. And I will also be working as a pediatric pharmacist, um, probably stepping down to one day a week rather than three days a week. And hopefully this will be temporary and I can step that up in a new capacity. I'm hoping that I'm going to find a role in a hospital which aligns well with both the educational side of what I enjoy and the pediatric side and kind of combine it into one rather than working for two organizations. So in five years time, I am hopeful that this podcast is going to grow significantly and I will be impacting the lives of students and young pharmacists and experienced pharmacists all over the globe and showcasing what pharmacy has to offer in a much bigger format than I am now. And I also hope that I'm still continuing my journey in education and training and pediatrics, but it just will look slightly differently to what I'm experiencing at the moment. One of my big goals is to also find a opportunity to work abroad because I am craving my next adventure and I am looking into what that might look like. And at the moment I am working on a grant application to work with uh, potentially a country in Africa, hopefully Uganda or Kenya, and working on a pediatric specific project that allows me to utilize my skills, my experience and my clinical knowledge and help a third world country effectively grow their clinical services and maybe education and training or support them with um, pediatric education and what they have to offer pharmacy students or pharmacists abroad. So that's happening at the moment and it's a slow process, but I am really, really hopeful that I will be able to access a grant which will allow me to help develop what pharmacy services are offered outside of the UK. I hope that well, I have to say, I think, oh, sorry. Go on, I said, go. I hope that answers your question. It does, actually. I was going to say that uh, this is the first time we've ever broken news on this podcast. So it's very exciting. It's a, you know, it's a, a best of luck. Congratulations. Um, I hope you'll come back uh, after your explorative journey and after the dust has settled um, and let us know, uh, you know, how you went and, uh, you know, if you're, able to get to Kenya. I think that's a, an amazing story that I think our listeners would, would love to hear. So uh, please do that. And uh, before I let you go, for those who want to listen to the Pharmacist Diaries podcast, and I recommend they do because it's fantastic, where can they find your podcast? 
So I have my own website where you can access most of the information. So this is pharmacistdiaries.com. And from there, you can find all my social media. So the uh, video version of the podcast is also on YouTube, which is accessible through my website. But if you go onto YouTube, it's under Pharmacist Diaries. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn under my own name, Anisha Patel. I'm quite active on there. And I'm also really active on Instagram, which is Pharmacist Diaries UK. Well, I know how precious time is for you. So I appreciate you spending an hour with me, Anisha Patel. Thank you so much for joining me. Absolutely. Thanks for joining us today on the Pharmacy View podcast. And don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment if you found this episode of value or have any feedback. Podcast episodes are promoted through social media, LinkedIn, YouTube, and major podcast mediums. And each episode can be found on the Pharmacy View webpage with links to guest contact and business details. If you're a pharmacist or industry support supplier and would like to join us on an episode, send us a message through LinkedIn or complete the inquiry form on the Pharmacy View webpage. I'm your host, Michael Alexander, pharmacist and co-founder of the communication intelligence platform, Ottery. On behalf of Shopfront Solutions and Arion Technologies, thanks again for joining us today on the Pharmacy View podcast.